0: Dear Heavenly Father we thank you. We thank you for your loving kindness, for your tender mercies. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your compassion over us that are new every morning. Father we thank you. We thank you because you have divine amnesia concerning our offenses, concerning our errors. You do not remember them. You just can't remember them. Each time we appear before you, we appear new, we appear fresh, faultless. Father, we thank you. We give praise and glory to your name. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Lord, as we look into your word this morning, I ask in Jesus' name that you speak into each of our hearts and lives in the name of Jesus. Father, let's greatness. Be by the instrumentality of your word this morning in the name of Jesus. Let all confusion come to an end in the name of Jesus. Let direction come. Let faith be born in the name of Jesus. I ask that each of our ears will be open and our hearts receptive and our mind will be able to comprehend the truth of your word in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, you are the teacher, you are the instructor, you are the inspirator. Inspire us, speak to us, teach us this morning. In Jesus' name, we pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name. All right, I like, I'll, I'll be starting a series of teaching this morning uh, that I like to call Metamorphosis, the Law of Transformation. Or you can just say, the Law of Transformation. Uh-huh, but you know, Metamorphosis. The law of transformation. That is going to be the general uh, title of the series. But today's serv- uh, uh, service is going to be subtitle: "I shall be." Say it: "I shall be." That is the subtitle of this morning uh, message. "I shall be." And we are taking our text from the book of Romans, chapter twelve. I like to read from verse one and two, and then Psalms one from verse 1 to 3. Romans chapter 1. Sorry, chapter 12. Romans 12, chapter 12, from verse 1 and 2. Amen. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of the Lord of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service. And be not. Say be not. The title of this morning message is I shall be. Amen. So there's something to be. And then there's something to be not. Praise God. He said, and be not fashioned according to this word, or according to this word order, or according to this word standard, or according to this word system. But rather, be ye, say be ye, be ye transformed or metamorphosed by the renewing of your mind. It tells us what to do and it tells us how to get it done. Amen. He said, be ye transformed, that is instruction. Then he tells us how to be transformed. He say, the way you get transformed is how. By the renewing of your mind. Praise God. And then the resultant effect of that. You will be able to prove. To prove means. You will be able to become the proof. Hallelujah. You become the proof. Amen. When you become transformed. By the renewing of your mind. Then you will become the proof. Of God's will. Praise God. of, Of what is good and acceptable. And perfect will of God. Hallelujah. Psalms chapter 1. Hallelujah. It said, blessed is the man. In other words, the word blessed means happy is the man. Fortunate. To be envied is the man. Enviable is the man. Which man? The man that walketh not in the counsel of the wicked. Remember the first Romans we read, it said, be not. Amen. So this is also a variance of be not. Praise God. He's telling us what to be not. He's, to, he's describing the life uh, of a blessed man, of an, an enviable man, of a happy man, of a prosperous man, of a fulfilled man. And he's describing that the life of that man. He said, Blessed is that man. And then we say, We ask which man? He said, The man that walketh not, or the man that does not conform, according to Romans. Amen. Praise God. So the man that walketh not in the counsel of the, of the wicked nor stands in the way of sinners nor sits in the seats of scoffers or scornful. praise god verse 2 but but is the light is pleasure is what excites him what gladdens his heart is in the law of jehovah now let me quickly say something here when this bible was written when psalms was written we didn't have the complete genesis to revelation all they had they didn't even have psalms as we have it now amen All they had was Genesis, Exodus, uh, Numbers, Leviticus, Deuteronomy. That's all they had. Praise God. So the only book they had was what they referred to as the law. So anytime you see the word law, don't let it confuse you as regarding, you know, uh, law and grace. Hello. Are we together? So anytime you see the word law being referred to in the Bible, oftentimes it's being referred to as the word of God. Bible. Not law versus grace. When it is law, you will know. If you in that in the context of where law appears and is referring to law and grace, in that context, you will see it, the word grace. So you will know the difference between the law and grace. Amen. But oftentimes, when you see it, especially in the book of Psalm, it's referring to the Bible, the word of God. Praise God. So we can say, But He's the light is in the Bible. It's the light, it's in the Word of God. Hallelujah. Say, but is the light is in the law of Jehovah. And on his Lord, does he meditate day and night? Verse 3. And he shall be. Hallelujah. And he shall be. And he shall be. And he shall be. Like a tree planted by the streams of water that brings forth his food in its season, whose leaf also doth not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want you to follow me. I'm going to try. To uh, give an elaborate introduction today, and then we'll proceed from there on on the uh, on the process. Praise God! Now let me quickly read my introduction here. He said, "This earth is ruled and governed and operates by laws and principles." Amen. God set laws in place, set laws in motion to cause this world to be in order. Now, if God did not set law in place, that means God will be. Doing will be busy every day. Praise God. But he created the earth once and for all. And then he set the principles that governs, uh, that dictates uh, how this earth works. Amen. The reason why the manufacturer of your phone does not come to you every time to ensure something works on your phone is because they have set a law. They have set a principle. They have set a guidance that set and dictates the function and the operation of your phone. So they don't need to be there every time. So God also has set in motion the law that governs this earth. Praise God. The Bible says the laws are no, are not, and the laws are no respecter of persons. Anyone that works them, it works for them. Hallelujah. A very common law that we all know is the law of um law of gravity. It has no respect of persons. I cannot say because I'm a I'm a pastor, I'm an anointer. I will go to, which which one is the highest skyscraper? Just go to the highest building in Lagos here. And then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a pastor. I'm a child of God. I just finished praying in tongues for 16 hours. Hallelujah! And because I've just finished praying in tongues, and I saw an angel, hallelujah! And then, I decided I'm going to jump down. What law will go into motion? The law of gravity. The law of gravity simply says anything that goes up must come down. Praise God. That's why when you throw something up, you are sure of coming down, or else we'll lose everything we draw up. And that's why you don't come down, you don't jump down, because you know you will really come down. Praise God. So, it does not matter who you are. Law works for everybody. And that law works anywhere. If I decide to go to U.S., the same law obtains. If I go to Sudan, the same law obtains. It's not limited to Developing countries. Praise God. It's not happening because I'm a man or or I'm an adult. So understand that law have no respect of persons. They will walk anywhere and for anyone that obeys obeys its principles. Amen. They will walk against anyone that walks against its principle. The same way, the law of transformation. Now your understanding of, of any principle, of any law, makes it easier for you to be able to uh, makes things easier understanding of laws makes things easier for us for things to become predictable praise god you know when you throw something up because of the law of gravity you know it's going to come down law makes things predictable i remember when i was in was it when did we do law i mean this formula almighty formula was it primary school secondary school okay <clears throat> almighty formula i the first time they taught them i was not in class I think I was ill or something. So when I came back, everybody was just solving it. I saw one equation that was very—I was confused. And I saw every all the good and the bad guys in the class, all the good and the not so good in the class. They were all—they are finished. They are finished. They're finished. <laughs> I was the guy that came first. Original first, not the first that every. Yeah. No, this one was original first. I'm serious. This one was the original first. The true first. <laughs> I was not came first in the last exam. Do you understand? So by reason of that, I should be the, the one that knows this thing. But alas, I know I did not. <laughs> Pray, praise God. Alas, I couldn't do it. You know why? Because I didn't understand the law called the almighty formula that you use in solving that problem. So alas, I asked him, You, you got it. Even you, how did you get it? I tried to solve the equation without understanding the law governing it. Because I didn't understand the law governing it, I suffered. I sweat so much, I became so confused. Praise God. After the class, I woke up to one of my, I said, how did you do it? And then he ah, he said, oh simple. (laughs) (laughs) Oh simple. I said, how come? He said, show me almighty formula. I said, "What is Almighty Formula?" Then he showed me Almighty Formula. Oh, I said, "That's uh, all. Is it? A? It's got to some, something. Some. I can't remember right now." Why everybody was able to solve it was because even the not so brilliant guys in class was because they understood the law, the principle that governed the solving of that particular equation. Amen. So also in life, life becomes easier and predictable when you understand the laws that governs a particular aspect of life. Hallelujah. When you don't understand it, no matter how good you are, no matter how well-intentioned you are, no matter how sincere you are, no matter how seemingly holy you are, you still won't be able to solve the problem. It does not respond to who you are. It responds to what you know. It does not respond to, to, to your age, to your status, to your gender. It responds to your understanding of the law, of the principle that governs it. Several years ago, I was in, the friend, in a friend's house and uh, well, I started bringing out small, small beers at the time. And We went to do cook, we went to cook in the house, and then from their house, I think we have a party or so went to cook in this, my friend's house, a lady. You know, they were all the ladies were there cooking, you know, and some of those guys were there. And then the mom just came back from work. She was a nurse. And then she had night and all that. And then she came back from work. And then she felt, you guys have plenty of food and all that. You know what? Take key. When you are done, carry it. You can use my cattle. And then, you know how many, remember Panevan? Shalake? You don't know it. Oh, Mashiach. Um, you know, this small car, you know, I don't know. Anyway, that's, she gave us the key, and then she walked to her room to go and sleep. We were supposed to be rejoicing. The two guys that were there, we started sweating. We look at each other, look at each other. So we go, ah, no, no, no. So oh, okay, yeah, Okay, yeah. Let's put. It. They put the food inside the car. Then we started. Mm, you're not tired. You should try it. So we give. We begin to find faults with the piece of equipment with the car because we do not understand the principle, the law of driving. Praise God. Listen to me. There are many things in life we are struggling with. If only we understand the law, the principle that governs them, we will not need to struggle. Are you, are you with me this morning? Can you go to Romans chapter 1, verse 20? I want to show us something there in passing, and I will continue. You know. We need to understand the laws. If you understand the laws that govern these things, it will make things easy for you. Many of you that are that that, that are uh, that are into sciences or that study science, even almost every field of human endeavor, there are principles that govern them, there are laws that govern them. If only you understand this law, it becomes easy for you. So also is life. Listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says, from the creation of the world, is invisible attributes. In other words, the invisible attributes of God can be seen in the creation. That is, His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, been understood through what He has made. We can understand the ways of God, the the principles of God, by observing the things God has created. Praise God. For example, as you are now, you you are one person. But you know you are a tripartite person. You are not your body. You are more than your body, all right. You are spirit, soul, and body. God is one. God is tripartite. You understand? It becomes easier for us to understand the nature of God, the operation of God, by just looking around. We know we can fully understand the functionality, the way God operates, by looking at this world, and we know that this world is governed how by law. Bible says in the book of one, uh, some one hundred and fifteen, I believe verse sixteen. He said, "The heaven of the heaven belong to God, but the earth." Has he given the sons of man? Praise God. This earth that he has given to us. Oppressed by law. If we don't understand the law. Though it has been given to us. We will not be able to maximize it. Hallelujah. We will not be able to enjoy the fullness of it. Electricity was on earth. Long before man discovered it. Amen. Man didn't make anything. I mean. Our kerosene. Our diesel. Our uh, our our petroleum, they were all on this earth long before man discovered it. Amen. If man had not discovered it, man would never enjoyed it. I, I was together this morning. I'm stressing the need for us to understand these principles. Hallelujah. For us to be able to live in the fullness of what the Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. Bible says God made man and he blessed them and he said replenish the earth. Be fruitful, multiply, and subdue it. Now, being fruitful, multiplying, replenishing the earth, and subduing it becomes easy for the man that understands the laws that governs the earth. Hello? The man that understands the principles, the laws, the rules that govern this earth is able to walk in the fullness of the declaration and the word and the promise of God in Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. Hallelujah. In this world, everyone desires change. Am I correct? The only reason why we voted for the present regime is because they promised change. And we bought the idea of change because we wanted change. Hallelujah. If I ask you right now, where you are, are you comfortable? Are you satisfied with who you are, with where you are, if you remain ever like this, will you be satisfied? I believe the answer for many of us will be what? No. Why? You desire change. Praise God. You desire transformation. You desire that your life move from the where you it is today to something bigger and something better. Praise God. If you are earning hundred thousand, you don't want to stay earning hundred thousand. You want to be earning three hundred thousand, maybe. If you are an a, a civil servant. Maybe one day you don't want to remain a civil servant. Maybe even in the civil service, you want to become a DG. Amen? Or maybe uh, 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 a commissioner. Or maybe uh, even a governor. Praise God. Why? You desire change. Praise God. Everyone in this world desires change. When we are in primary school, we couldn't wait to get out of primary school to get into secondary school. Anybody like that. When we are in secondary school, we couldn't wait to finish secondary school, get out of secondary school and go to the university. Because we believe that what we get to university will be free. Nobody will wake you up in the morning. You can start to wake up anytime you choose to wake up. So we thought, praise God. By, the, by second semester four hundred level, you're already thinking, let me get out of here. Praise God. You start thinking, ah man, I can't wait to finish oh, ah, school life. Praise God. <laughs> from <year> one. <laughs> praise God. So we all desire change. Many of us here, you want to change your phone. Am I correct? You want to change your shoes. You want to change your 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 your, your, your clothes. Some of us even want to change our friends. You want to change our 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 locality. Maybe you use. Maybe you live. At the moment you live in a face me I face you where everybody is trying to prove that they are better than their neighbor you want to change that location you want to live in a banana island praise god the guys in banana island they want to live in in chelsea in the united in the united kingdom praise god you know people are there they want to do you understand everybody desires change everybody is seeking change praise god People, there's a saying that says the only thing that is constant in this life is change. So we all desire transformation. We all want to move from one level to another. Then the question is most people cry for change. They call on God, pray oh God. God of Elijah, send out fire. God of Elijah, send out fire. We pray. We cry. We beg. We do everything to experience change. But only few people truly experience tangible lasting change in their lives. Am I correct? Praise God. What is transformation? Maybe we should even ask. Transformation is a movement from one state to a different state. Oftentimes, they are not recognizable, not reconciliable, and a lot of times, not reversible. For example, the egg that produce the butterfly, butterfly can never reverse back to that egg again. Hmm? Possible? No possible. And oftentimes, when you see a lava from where butterfly or poop or caterpillar from where a butterfly comes from, they are usually you can't reconcile the two. They don't look the same. You can't tell that this beautiful, tender, lovely attractive flying object or flying being came from this hard, ugly, unattractive caterpillar. Am I correct? Praise God. Nobody sees a caterpillar and gives it a second look. Listen to me. Your life right now may be at the caterpillar level where you are not attractive. Nobody desires you. Nobody looks at you and they want to be like you. Nobody looks at you and they give you a second look. Praise God. Hallelujah. You are not isonosos. You know, you know those people they call isonosis, people that when you see them, you have to look at them a second time. They are eye catchers. Praise God. No stew, no pepper, no ginger. That may be that may be your life right now. That may be where you are right now. But listen to me by the law of transformation. Something will take place in your life that will take you from where you are to a place that when you tell people you were once here, they will not believe you. There will be a transformation. That is what to mean to transform. The word transformation is from the Greek word metamorpho. You understand metamorphosis. And butterfly is, you know, a lot of all the flying ants go to metamorphosis. You know, partial metamorphosis, incomplete metamorphosis. But butterfly is one of the people that, one of the, one of the insects that flies that went through complete metamorphosis from egg to nymph to larva to pupa, you know, to caterpillar and then to butterfly. Praise God. Every phase, every stage is not reconcilable to the previous one. Listen to me. You would transport you will translate, you will transmit uh, from one level of glory to another. And nobody will be able to reconcile who you are today with where you're going to be in Jesus' name. Amen. The will of God for each one of us. Bible says uh, we are with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of God. And we are changed. We are transformed. We are transfigured. During the week, I was listening to uh, Joyce Meyer and she was sharing her testimony. Oh, I was encouraged. You know, as a young preacher, just 30 ministry younger, you know, I'm a young 16 going on 17, just 30 ministry younger, you know, you, 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 you go through challenges and it looks you are the only one. It looks like nobody ever went through it. And then you look at some people in life, and say, ah, life has only been good to them. But when you hear their story, you are encouraged. She said some things that made me, when, she, when I heard that, I didn't hear any, any, the, remaining, the remaining part of the message. I just walked out. That was all I needed to hear. When I heard it, I said, you've been there before? You know what it means? You were that small? You were that little? I'm encouraged. Praise God. Listen to me. There's nowhere you are today that others have not been. The mother butterfly was once the little egg. The mother butterfly was one, the, the, the mature butterfly, the butterfly that has completed its process of metamorphosis was once the lava that was not desirable, was once the caterpillar that was ugly, that was unattractive. If you follow the law of metamorphosis, the law of transformation, you will go from one level to another, from one point to another, and people will celebrate you in Jesus' name. So we need to understand whatever you see in the butterfly, let me tell you something. The butterfly you never saw the butterfly at any time, running around to go and buy wings did you, you did you at any time oh, the butterfly at some point went to negotiate for paint okay, okay, okay. The butterfly consulted with a designer. Met Omobala, say, Omobala, come and design wing for me. They would never see at any time. Everything the butterfly became, came from the inside of the butterfly. There was nothing from the outside of the butterfly that turned the butterfly to what it became. Every true change. Every lasting change, every irreconcilable change begins from the inside of a man. Every change begins from the inside of a man. Everything external began from internal. Anything you see in the world today was first and foremost conceived in the heart of a man. Hallelujah. This microphone was once an idea in the heart of some, some man. Hallelujah. The way I dressed today was an idea first and foremost in my mind. Hello. The way you are dressed today was first and foremost an idea in your mind. And when the thing did not fit, you change it again. When it not fit, you change it again. Why? You were changing it to fit into the picture you had in mind. Praise God. Everything we see today, there is no external change that does not first and foremost begin from the inside. Every change that you have, that you see, first began from within a man. Praise God. I want to focus on that thing that requires the change. Hallelujah. I said the title of the, uh, let me quickly say this, but it is an external He said, but the change is internal that produces external manifestation. But it is an external manifestation based on its eternal code design. It cannot want to transform into a lion, an elephant. For example, amen. The butterfly cannot say, okay, my change is based on metamorphosis, right? Now, because I know how to metamorphosize, Now, I want to metamorphosize into elephant. Is that possible? No, 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 no. I have come to understand the principle of transformation. I have transformed from pupa to lava to butterfly. Now I want to transform into an elephant. Is it possible? Why is it not possible? You know why? Because every form of transformation that anyone experiences is the encoding of the coded design embedded in its genetical composition. (laughs) Okay. You do not understand. It is not in the or it is not in the gene of butterfly whatever phase or stage it is to transform into an elephant. All right, so the code on the inside of the butterfly does not carry what is required to become an elephant hallelujah! So we are saying every form of transformation that takes place is based upon the code that is inside the particular object, the design code. Praise God. Do you understand? All right. Now, I know when I said the title of the message is going to be, I shall be. The moment I say, I shall be, I know a lot of us will say, No, I am. I remember one day I was preaching somewhere. One day, the Bible said, And you shall be. One woman said, I am. (laughs) Yes. I don't have a problem with that statement. Ha, ha, listen to me. I do not have problem with that statement. That statement is the word of God. Praise God. But I want you to understand that the I am that you are is your internal code, is your internal gene. Hallelujah. Oh come on. Before butterfly became butterfly, it was already a butterfly on the inside. All the I am that is written about you tells you about what is on the inside of you. What is possible? Can I say that word? If I carry this little girl, Moji, for example, right now and I say mother hello and I carry her and I say mother mother Moji is she a mother right now? But what am I saying? I am talking about what she has on the inside of her that she can produce on the outside. Hallelujah. It is not the time she becomes mother that she gives out to a child that she becomes mother. Long before she gives us to a child she has always been a mother. Everything requires to be a mother is already going, growing on the inside of her right now. Hello. Everything she needs. She will not sleep one day. God say, Ah, you need to become a mother. Okay, let me quick give something to give me with that. B. Is there anything like that? No. Everything she will need to become a mother is already coded on the inside of her, it's already contained in her chin. Praise God. So when I look at her, I call her mother. Amen. She doesn't say, I a mother. Would she be right by saying I'm a mother? Yes and no. Don't let me go, don't let me go into that. But you're understanding what I'm saying. So when people say I am, I'm going to show you a few I am about you and I. Praise God. That it is who we are based on what Christ has done, based on the gene we carry on the inside. Based on the potential we carry on the inside. Based on who we are in our spirit man. But we shall be experientially. We shall be in demonstration. We shall be physically. Hallelujah. What transmits what you carry in your gene. To what you demonstrate on the inside. Is transformation. You are already that thing. But something needs to happen on the inside of you to bring to light, to bring to reality, to become, to make it to become inspiration, what to carry on the inside of you. So it does not only become a confession, it becomes a manifestation. Oh yeah. It does not only become a desire, it becomes an experience. It does not only become a wish, it becomes a reality. Many Christians, we have lived in the word and in the realm of just confession. You know, how I'm I'm up for confession. Good. But that's what most Christians have lived at. They, They have not known how to transmit who we are based on what Christ has done. Who we are in our spirit man to reality. Because we do not understand. Now, this lack of understanding and struggle is not peculiar to you and I. Paul demonstrated or described his own struggle and he gave us a solution. Hallelujah some eternal truth about you. Number one, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Do you always often feel righteous? No. Do you always often walk righteous? Either towards God or man. Right? But the Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21, he who knew no sin became sin for us. That we, through him, my what become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So we have become. Where do we become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? In our spirit man. But your soul is still as dirty as it was yesterday. If you open some people's soul, your mind, from pornography to murder to bitterness to hatred to stealing to lying to all kinds of things. One day, I took one of my friends, well, French, girl, somebody I just put his to, to church. And my church, just like this church, is a beautiful church. With a lot of beautiful ladies. Like my wife here. And, you know, and then after say, hey, how are you, brother? You know, the way I grew up, the kind of Christians I grew up in we don't know how to just shake hands and leave it there. We shake, we hug. Honestly speaking, it does not flash through my mind whether anything or anything, it has never occurred to me. Sure you understand? So, I went to church with this guy. Ah, <laughs> the guy said, I ah, don't need to more. He said, Ah, see, just say, Okay, everybody, say, see, see, probably just stand. <laughs> Do you understand look is a state of his mind but the bible says in your spirits that may be an extreme case but there are some other cases somebody walk up to you and smile how are you brother how are you inside it's causing you praise god come to church and say god is going to do this yeah man so, which god will do it if God, God wants to do this, why can he not do it? Amen! Do you believe that I believe? Hello. But inside it's like that boy John. They say, John, sit down. He said, I won't sit down. They say, sit down. Like after They press him down. After a while, he looked. He said, Mommy! I say yes. He said, outside I'm sitting down, but inside I'm standing up. <laughs> Praise God. Many people have a lot of internal stuff on the inside. But the Bible says, you are what? The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus is it true yes has it become a living experiential reality in your life no so you shall what you shall be. hello law of what transformation listen to me there are certain things that is natural and easy with you by reason of growth that for a young believer they don't believe it I remember the first time we went to pray on uh, not the first uh, yeah the first time we went with uh, Levites. we went to pray, I think from 10, like what time? Like 5. <laughs> Levite said, I have never done this before. It was just about 5 hours or 6 hours, right? 7 hours. He was, the guy was alarmed. How could people be praying in 7 hours? For me, I have been part of prayer meetings that will start 8 in the morning. I will finish it the next morning. When I first started, it looks impossible. But over time, it became normal. The strength of God is what carries you through. Praise God. There are some things that are easier with you that You just say, you do it like, it's, common, it's, a, it's second nature. To some people, it's a struggle. In that area, you are transforming. Or you probably have transformed. But for them, they have not begun. Or they are yet to begin. Or they are just starting. Do you understand? Okay. 2 Corinthians 8-9 says that we are worth we are rich. Bible says, you know the grace of our just can do it. was poor. he was rich. Yet for your sake he you became poor. That you, my what? Become rich. So you are what? You are rich. As far as that scripture is concerned, you are rich. Yeah. Give me one million. <laughs> Hello? Do you understand? Hello? Look, God meant it, what He said it. And that is who you really are. When that butterfly was at the pooper stage, God was not seeing pooper. God was not seeing lava. God was seeing butterfly. So if God will address that butterfly at that stage of its development, God will not address it as egg. He will address it as what? As butterfly. So now that you have nothing in your pockets, physically speaking, what God sees about you is what Christ has done. And what Christ has done is that you are rich. So when he talks to you, he talks to you, you are rich. Hallelujah. When he called Gideon, he said, thou mighty man of valor. The guy looked around. What wh- wh- are you wh- wh- who are you talking to? I don't look mighty. I don't think mighty. I don't act mighty. I don't, I'm not close to mighty. But God said, mighty man of valor. God was not addressing his present state. God was addressing his eternal states. Hallelujah. God was not addressing his present state. God was addressing his eternal state that he himself had not experienced. Hello. So God said, You are what? You are rich. (laughs) Praise God. But when you look at you now, how many of you tracked to this church today? You tracked. Oh, I used to track in those days. Oh, I track. I was pastoring a church in Zaria in those days. Gag up. I've always been gagging. Dress up under the hot northern sun. And then we will be after service. Hot, powerful service. And mountain service with healing taking place. Miracles and testimonies. And then it's time to go home. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and there are no, before where the church was located to where the main road is, it's like a 45 minute strike or one hour. I'm not joking. So you have to take back. Sometimes backs are not there. So you begin to leg it. Sometimes backs are there. You tell them, no, no, no. Sendima, because the money is not there, you begin to leg it. One day me and my I were walking. We said, our dressing does not look like people that should be trekking. Our trek and our we, people that dress don't trek. People that dress like this don't trek. People that dress like us drive cars. To the glory of God today, we all drive cars. At that time, but God told us we are car owners. Listen to me right now. In my heart, I'm dashing out cars. Amen. I'm giving out cars. Don't be shocked when you begin to see it. Hallelujah! There's a lot of transformation taking place. Hallelujah! So God said, "What you are rich." I'm showing you some eternal encoding about your life. Some eternal truth about you, who you are. Amen. Another one says, Second First Peter chapter two verse 24. Bible says, "By His stripe, you are what? You are healed. So you are the healed." He said, "You were healed." He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that having died to sin, we might live for righteousness. By his wounding, you have been healed. Another one says, By his stripes, you are what? You have been healed. Did he say you will be healed? So at that time that you are sick, at that time you have sickness in your body, what, God, what is God saying? They healed you. God is not saying they seek you. God is saying they healed you. But physically speaking, you don't feel the healing. Fiscally speaking, you don't see the healing. Hallelujah. This is why the law of transformation must come to play in your life. Hallelujah. The next thing, another truth is that you are love. 1 John chapter chapter 3 from verse 1 to 2. You are love. Listen to me. It does not matter the volume of hatred that is in you right now. Hello. Are you listening to me? Let's read it. Look at how great a love that the Father has given us that we should be called God's children. Another one says that we should be called God's offspring because we emanate from God. Hallelujah. Praise God. And we are. Praise God. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friend, we are God's children when? 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 If you are God's children, that means and God is love. That means you are what? You are love. But do you love all the time. Hello. Bible says God even loved the unlovable. When you love all of us here? That we are all smiling to. You. How are you, Sister Melody? Sister Matilda, Sister Brother Evan. Oh. And then you get out of here. Why? Well, I will for tear your clothes. And you are trying to be Christian. You expect him to just say sorry, so you forgive. Say, I Praise God. You begin to like <laughs> praise God. Somebody offended you up to now, you have not been able to forgive the person. I knew the day I forgave my father. My father, yes. Oh, I forgave my father. It was painful. I wept. I was the only son of my father that finished Quran. Did the Ulimat, Did Toban. But I was the first one that got born again. We're close. He spoiled me silly. He, was, he beat me up. Ah, very beat, beating Nobody forget that one. No matter how well you are loved, we are well beaten, too. And I was the most troublesome of them all. My dad was quiet. If you hear my voice, my dad's voice, just know I am the reason. We're close, and then I got born again. He told me to be happy. He was not happy. He answered. The persecution. I pay my fee for the remaining part of my secondary school. Yes, there was a time I had my own pot in my father's house and my own food. Do you know what that means? The time we we'll sit down together and I cannot sit among my siblings. I was. You don't want him to be rejected. I was hurt. One day I had a dream. And I saw myself inside a mosque where they were doing chants on me. And I woke up knowing that my father has entered into Diabolica means just to convert me back or make me mad. I was hot. Because we love each other. So you understand? And then because I changed that you are supposed to be happy. But because it's not your religious change. Do so you understand? One day I was in church and I was asked to forgive. You know, the preacher was preaching. He said, forgive. I didn't even know I was holding him in my heart. So as I was about to say, I forgive. That's when the pain struck. That's when I knew that. Oh! And every thought that I buried inside came floating to the surface. I wept. I was a child of God. I was doing great things for God. From my secondary school days, from FCS president to this to this, we we're preaching from city to city, from place to place. Praise God. But then I didn't know I carry hearts bitterness, and unforgiveness in my heart. So you may be here, but all along, you are God's son. You have love on the inside of you. Hello. Because when I said forgive, it looks like (laughs) it's mighty now. May people not hurt you, that you find difficult to forgive. Where did we stop? Some eternal truth concerning us, right? So then we stop at, we are love. Amen. We are also success. Praise God. You don't always feel successful every time. Do you? But based on what Christ has done, you are what? You are a success already. So when God looks at you, he tells you you are success. Hallelujah. But you see, the law of transformation is what brings what you are eternally that cause changes in you and bring it to manifestation. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And we're going to be looking at that next week by the grace of God. Are you blessed this morning? Listen to me. You are changing from glory to glory. The Bible says, go back to John chapter 1 verse 3. Chapter 3 from verse 1. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. The Bible says, it does not yet appear what we shall be like. We don't look like what we're going to be like. We don't look like it. Listen to me. Right now, you don't look like it. You don't look like what you carry on the inside. You don't look like who you are on the inside. You don't look like what God has declared you to be. If anybody had told the caterpillar and showed him the picture of a butterfly that that's your destiny. That is your end. Will you ever believe it? Looking at that hard cocoon surrounded by, trapped by that hard cocoon life may seem to have trapped you but something is changing on the inside of you situation and circumstance seems to have trapped you. Nigerian economy, bad governance, poor leadership may seem to have trapped your destiny. But ladies and gentlemen, there's something on the inside of you that is working on the inside of you, that is causing a transformation on the inside of you, that is causing a change on the inside of you. You, you don't look like what you're going to be. Hallelujah. One day you're going to look back and ask yourself, how did I get here from there? How did I ever become like this? Is a law of transformation. Rise up on your feet. Hallelujah.